It's six o'clock. It's time for Mutiny Radio Happy Hour. Give it up for everybody for coming out. And thank you for coming out on Friday. We're glad you're here. And just to let you know, everybody gets four minutes. We'll give you the horn at three minutes. And uh, that's your cue. Do you have a minute left? Uh, Let's have some fun, everybody. Give it up to yourselves again for being up here. Give it up for yourselves for being here. (laughs) Thank you. All right, your first comedian coming to the stage. Plays all over. Very funny guy. Give it up for Wally Hippolito. Damn, that was kind of sexy. Holy shit. How y'all doing, Mutiny Radio? Happy Friday. Y'all good? Y'all good? Y'all have a good Friday so far? You look like you're having a great fucking life, bro. That tiger shirt is fucking killing it right now. You are you are one of few people that I've seen kill kill it with a fucking bald head, a beard, and a tiger shirt. That's your fucking swag, bro. Yeah. Did you have you always been bald or uh did you just is it kind of new? No shit. I had that problem recently, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah, so you know, I I I used to have long long ass flowy hair. My shit was beautiful, you know what I mean. But coming out of quarantine, I had to. I wanted to go for a more masculine look, you know. But now everybody thinks I'm a transitioning lesbian. It's ridiculous, man. It's it's kind of hard. Like I, uh, it. Thank you. Thank. It's it's hard to tell women that this isn't a clit that they're rubbing on. You know what I mean? It, it really is a. I uh, I've. I've also got heard from the Latino community that I'm a bad representative. Yeah, and, and it checks out though, cause I'm Filipino. Yeah, like it, it doesn't help when your own people don't believe you're Filipino, am I right? Like I had, I did a show a couple weeks ago and this old guy walks up to me and says, uh, are you Mexican? This was an all Filipino lineup in Daly City, guys. Uh, I guess you guys don't know the fucking area. Fuck you guys. Anyways, but uh, anyways, my uh, the only time I don't really get flack about being Filipino is when I have glasses on like right now. That's when people tell me like, yo, you have a really punchable face. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I, I was, I work in tech. Do any, does anybody here work in tech? Brady, don't, don't fucking lie to us. All right. Um. I work in tech, uh, which is kind of like saying the N-word if you're from San Francisco, you know, like, you know, people look at you weird at first, but then you see other Filipinos do it all the time. It's another cultural joke. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, some people think that, like, some people think that, like, uh, working in tech means you're, like, of the smartest people in the world, you know what I mean? Know what I mean? But like, I'm here to tell you that tech workers are some of the dumbest fucking people alive, guys. Like, they truly are. Like, I, it's like, and I know dumb people. I used to be a special ed teacher, and these people are way fucking dumber than that. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. Like, the only difference between you and a person who works in tech is that you were watching porn on your laptop, and they were watching educational YouTube videos, you know? And then watching porn. Like one example of uh, of how dumb the people I work with is like uh, my coworker texted me the other day. He was like, uh, 
we do we have a do we are we on vacation today? Thank you. And I was like, for what? Like what the what? It's a Tuesday. He's like, for Juneteenth. And I was like, it's fucking May, bro. What the fuck are you talking about, Juneteenth? Like, we haven't even gone through Labor Day yet. What the fuck? And he's like, haha, yeah, lol. You want to get some Korean corn dogs? Fucking crazy, man. Fucking crazy. You know what? You guys have been an interesting group, <laughs> to say the least. But you, I like you. The rest of you. Enjoy your Friday, I guess. I'm Wally Hippolito, that's my time, guys. You guys have been great. Thank you, Wally Hippolito. Next comedian coming to the stage, please get up, give it up for Brian John. Thanks so much. God, I shouldn't have signed up for this early slot. I almost didn't make it in time. I got pulled over by a cop on the way over. He said, I pulled you over because you're driving in a Muni-only lane. And so I like tried to get out of it. I was like, that's right, officer. I identify as Muni. I've been peed on by a drunk guy. Like, yeah, that's right. I'm Muni. Uh, one time I hit a guy on a bike. Last week, someone snuck through my back door and he didn't even pay. So, yeah, he let me off. But I just want to be clear, you know, I don't mean to be offensive, you know, with the I identify jokes. Like, I am not transit phobic. In fact, I have a friend who's Metro. Uh, speaking of transit, did you guys hear that the San Francisco government is renaming the crime vehicular manslaughter to vehicular human slaughter? You didn't hear that? Well, I, I'm, I'm on board. I think it's finally time for women to break through the glass windshield. <laughs> is that progress? I don't know. Uh, oh, shit. I got, I, got the, I got the wrong thing here. All right. Um, so uh, let's see. What's in the news? Inflation. Did you guys hear that the rapper Chameleonaire is changing his name to Committal Class? And the rapper 2 Chains uh, is changing his name also due to supply chain issues. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I've been pretty checked out at work recently. Uh, I uh, asked my boss for a month off to get circumcised. I asked for like a ton of time off because I just I wanted to put him in a position, you know, where he has to research what a reasonable amount of time to take off is for an adult circumcision. <laughs> He came back at me, he was like, you know, how about you take a week instead? And I was like, maybe a week's enough for what you're packing, buddy, but you know, I need a, I need a month at least. <laughs> Last time I got circumcised, I didn't take enough time off, and the circumcision didn't set properly, you know. The foreskin just grew back bigger and fuller. Like I wrote an email to my team that said, hey team, I just want to level set on my circumcision leave. I'm going to take a month off to make sure that the um, circumcision sets properly, unlike last time. Um, and I wrote some other stuff in the email that I, I don't quite remember at the moment, but, um, yeah, yeah, and, uh, I just can't wait till I, I get back from my, uh, month off. I'm gonna immediately going to ask for another month off for foreskin reconstruction surgery. I'm going to ride that pony of circumcision to two months of time off. Um, 
So living in San Francisco is crazy. You know, there's all this kind of like suffering around us in the streets and you know, everyone just ignores it. So like I had to stop smoking weed. I was getting like really intolerable side effects like empathy. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't put up. Yeah, I just couldn't put up with the empathy. But um, it seems like the only people who, who like help the homeless in the street are, are the Tenderloin ambassadors. Have you seen have you seen the, the, the people who are wearing green? Um, I like how they're called ambassadors. It's like, you know, you imagine someone going to getting like a master's in international relations with the dream of being the ambassador to Switzerland. Like, oh, we're going to deploy you to the Tenderloin. <laughs> You're like, okay. Like, where's the embassy? Uh, it's in the bathroom at the municipal library. And uh, I think that's all I have for that joke at the moment. But th anyways, thank you all. <laughs> Brian Dunn, everybody, give it up. Let me see if I can fix this mic. Hang on a second. Okay, your next comedian come. I'm, is Ernest here? Ernest, no. Then Dorian, are you ready? Okay, next comedian coming to the stage. Please give it up, warm, warm welcome for Dorian Trong. How's it going, everyone? I've uh, I've had a lot of time to think recently, and um, I've come to the realization, unfortunately, that uh, I am not a good person. <laughs> I know. Like, every day I would wake up and I would pray to God, and I'm like, I hope today we'll have a recession. You know? I can't help it. Every day I walk, I walk down the street and I just see, like, homeless people, like, just you know, and just crying for help, and I'm just like, oh, this is so sad, but in my head, I'm like, I could do more of this if it just means, if it means I could afford a two-bedroom apartment, you know, but I feel bad. I feel bad, so I, I, I like, try to make myself feel better. I decide to, like, you know, take whatever money I have left and uh, go uh, and uh, buy drugs um, for myself, not for the homeless, which is a weird thing that we, we don't like, like, homeless people having drugs, right, because we're not gonna give them the one thing that will make them feel better immediately. <laughs> I get it, a lot, a lot of people say like, you know, drugs are the cause of homelessness. Um, but I'm like, uh, I just feel like we need to give it like a longer of a shot, you know what I mean? Like I think uh, with enough drugs, like that could be the solution to homelessness. What? I love drugs. I love drugs so much that I think everyone in here should just start doing drugs and then uh, die. Because uh, that's as good as life's going to get, okay? Like, you know what I mean? What's the alternative? Getting a real job, miss, and then going home and being upset at Amber Heard and Johnny Depp? That's not it. Just, just do drugs. I was getting high. I was high the other day with a friend, and uh, she said something incredibly stupid to me. She said, uh, I think the world would be a better place if we gave everybody a baby the day they turn 18. I know, I, I agree with her. I was like, the world would not be better. We'll just have a bunch of single moms with two babies. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks for the clap. I, I, feel, I feel like it's harder. It's hard. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to date recently. I feel like it's easier to impress the ladies back in the days, you know, like 
Like back then, all you need is uh, a car and a job, and you just like go down the block. You're like, hey, man, she want a ride? Hmm. Which is how people talk in the early 2000s. It's weird. But like these days, like women are asking like some crazy stuff, right? Ladies, have you ever said this before in the last couple of years? You're like, oh, I want a guy that uh, goes to therapy. Have you guys said that? You said it. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I just think it's funny. Like you don't, you don't think like men are able to get therapy. We thought we needed it, you know. And I get it. You're like, hey, yeah, there's a there's a stigma to therapy. That's why men don't go. You're right. No, I. <laughs> I don't think it's stigma because I feel like if, if men cared about stigma, the world would be a better place, you know? Like, there's a stigma to public masturbation, but every public transit just comes pre installed with a pervert. Just, you know, you walk in there, you're like, hey, man, stigma. I know, it just feels too good. I can't, I can't stop. I think I heard the bell. I think that's my time. I'm just going to end it on me jacking my D. Let's bring Lauren back up here, guys. Thanks, Dorian Chong. Woo! Next comment coming to the stage. Here he is in the back. I see him. And give it up, warm welcome for Colin Braun. Thank you. Keep it going for Lauren, everybody. So, fun fact about... <laughs> <sighs> Insults, $5. Insults, $5. I'll give you one for free, because you look poor. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's like after my divorce, I'm just picking myself up off the ground while everything is collapsing in front of me. Um, keep it going for Lauren, everybody. Keep it going for Lauren. I learned recently a very fun fact about Lauren. She killed three Germans during the war. Um, desert Storm. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you knew that. It was in all the newspapers in Tampa. It was a big deal down there. But uh, apparently in Florida, you can just legally kill any foreigner. So I know where I'm moving. <laughs> moving on. My name is Colin Braun. Uh, my pronouns are angry and tired. Stupid. All right. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I went to a comedy show. I was in the green room, and it was just... It was a green room full of black people. It was great. But they were saying the N-word more than a green room full of white people. I know it's going to be a bad day when I wake up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry, I didn't get to finish putting my uh, set list together because Hunter wouldn't stop talking to me. Um, I, uh, I, you know, before I got divorced, I was, uh, like, right, right at the very end, I was very uh, depressed and lonely, and I felt hopeless, and, and I struggled with everything. 
and now that I'm divorced, that's all still true, but I have a motorcycle. Yeah. I traded in my ex-husband for a motorcycle. Um, both of them will destroy my life in a flaming wreck, but at least I get to ride the motorcycle periodically. <laughs> I've been feeling shitty all day. I, I took a COVID test, um, and I'll have the results in like eight minutes. All right, it was me, I'm sorry. I learned something about uh, the taste of a gun barrel recently. It tastes exactly like you would think. No, you should, you should not put a gun barrel in your mouth because um, they, they come into contact with lead and, and lead is very bad for you, especially at those speeds. Uh, I, I I shouldn't I shouldn't joke. I mean, I, uh, mental health is uh, very important. I did once try to kill myself. Well, I almost killed myself. I got very close. I wrote a note and everything, um, but I didn't do it. Spoiler alert. Um, but I still have the note. I have the note because trash pickup is on Tuesday. <clears throat> Thank you. I saw a post recently. Some gay on Instagram. Um, it was a picture of a, a drink. It said, when in Tulsa. When in Tulsa? You need to finish the saying. When in Tulsa, leave Tulsa. All right. <clears throat> you ever... You ever get a depression pep talk from someone who's definitely never been as deep as you? All right. Oh, you once thought about killing yourself? Oh, wow, that's amazing. I had a plan and everything. All right, that's dumb. Uh. <clears throat> I once tried to kill myself. Only once? Okay. Um, oh, another motorcycle joke. Um, you need to be careful on motorcycles. My uncle actually died on a motorcycle when I was five. And that day I learned a very important lesson about the dangers of mesothelioma. I'll stop making the metal-y noise with my, with my uh, teeth. Thank you all so much for witnessing this. Um, if you want some Pringles, I'll be in the back. Thank you. Colin Braun, everybody, on his motorcycle. Next comedian coming to the stage. I'm not sure if she's here. You are here. All right. Grace, is it? Grace Harriman, everybody, give it up. Thank you. Hello. Hi, San Francisco. Oh, I love that. I love like appreciation from the women, you know? That's what I'm trying to be funny for, not for the men. <laughs> oh, does someone say, oh? <laughs> um, I love you, San Francisco. I just moved here from LA and I love you so much. And you guys love cocaine, <laughs> which is like shocking. Um, anyway, I just moved back from Los Angeles and 
I, um, I was actually a comedian and actor in LA, which is another way of saying I was a bartender. Um, yeah, I did improv and sketch comedy, which is basically just another way of saying that I lost my virginity entirely too late. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, here to represent. I think it's better when it's later, you know? You, like, appreciate it more. I, like, can't wait till I get married. I'm going to be, like, after dating all this time, I'm be like, I just, like, never want to leave this. This is great. That's not a joke. That's real life. <laughs> Um, I'm like kind of like that, that, like I spent the last eight years in LA and I loved it. I know everyone up here shits on Los Angeles and I'm like, LA is like a great place. There's great people, creative people, fun people, love it. So I was like telling this to somebody and they're like, so why did you leave? And I was like, you know that guy that you date for 10 years and you just don't want to have sex with him anymore? He's awesome. He's smart. He's funny. He's hot. But you're just like, I can't fuck him for another day. That's how I feel about LA. Um, but I'm like that. I'm like the happy idiot. Like, I'll think, like, I'll come out of a situation and be like, guys, that was great. And everybody else is like, that was like a horrible time. Um, like, I was like, I remember this night in high school, I was like talking to my friend. And I was like, um, she's like, actually, like, Grace, I was like bullied in middle school. And I was like, oh my God, that's horrible and she's like yeah like the guys in my class like they used to say that like I looked like Einstein because I had frizzy hair and I was like wait is that is that bullying because every single day I walked into middle school these boys would stand in front and say that's the ugly beaver <laughs> and then they'd throw bark at me and say they'd say eat this you ugly beaver was I fucking bullied? Are you telling me that I got bullied in middle school? Oh my god. No, I don't think I got bullied. I think that was like just that was just something else. <laughs> middle school was great. Um anyway, yeah, I'm dating. Who here is dating? Is anyone dating here? Oh, woo. Uh yeah, it's good. Um it's better than like I was on a date with someone here recently, and they were like, "Oh, um, aren't the guys in Los Angeles? Oh, aren't the guys in Los Angeles like so good looking?" And I was like, "Yeah, if you're into poor people." <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like in this sketch class, and this um, this guy I had like this huge crush on. Like, he takes off his shirt in a sketch. My friend was like, oh my God, like, what did he look like when he took his shirt off in the sketch? And I was like, like, Danny DeVito? <laughs> um, anyway, sometimes I just wish, like, I had Steve Irwin here to, like, narrate my dating life. He'd be like, with a bay meets the Pacific Ocean, lies a single mile. Here we have the 31-year-old divorcee. Ha! Huh, don't get too close, he will bite! I think that's my time, so thank you so much. But there's more to this bit, and I'd love to share some other time. Thank you so much, Mutiny. Grace Harriman, everybody. Thank you. Next comedian coming to the stage, please give it up for Brady Pearson. Wow, thank you, Lauren. 
Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Hi, my name is Brady. So I'm very excited. I'm about to turn 52. Come on. I look great. I look great. Thank you so much. I mean, I am so old. I think my first dating apps were mortar and pestle. I am so old that I think I have swallowed some of your siblings. And by the way, your dad was great. (laughs) And I am so old and I have been sucking cock for so long that it begs the existential question, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Do not think about this. Are, are there any cocksuckers in the room? It's like, un poquito. <laughs> un poquito. Who, me? I've never sucked a cock. Not me. She's too good for that. No, no, not her. She's not a dirty slut like me. Okay. So let's, let's go over this. So, like, gentlemen, the average cock, or ladies, the average cock is, what, six inches? Gentlemen, I'm, you're, you're about, what, six? <laughs> All right, I'll be generous. I'll, I'll, I'll round up for you. Okay, six inches up, one down. That's called a pass. That's a foot. There are like 4,580 feet in a mile. I kept doing the math, and I came up with like over like 108,000 feet, which is 26 miles, which is a marathon, which explains my last weekend. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I'm proud of it. I mean, there's something good about being a cocksucker. Are there any people that aren't for, here for cocksucking? Anybody? Gentlemen, I want you to know if I'm talking too much about cocksucking, I want you to know you can be a cocksucker at any time. I'm here for you. And in fact, you know, with everything going on in the world, you know, with Roe v. Wade and stuff going on, I just want there to wait for, for all of us gentlemen to come together. To... Share the load, as one might say, right? So I want to offer you, like, if there's that one load that you just want me to carry for you and you don't want that baby, I will be happy. And ladies, you, you can encourage, you don't have to look, it'll just be heaven over here. I'll see you after the show, you're cute. Mm, very exciting, welcome to San Francisco. Welcome to San Francisco. They always say, Brady, like, why, do you, why are you so passionate about cocksucking? And my mother always said, do what you're good at. <laughs> I always follow my dreams here in San Francisco, and one of my dreams that I'd like to share with you since I feel, well, so close to you now, of the boys' camp that never was but could have been in Lake Putitinmi, Wisconsin. Now we, the boys and I, we would go out and play with balls every day, slide into home over and over again. We would rush the showers, clean ourselves, and be so, so clean, we were fastidious. And then we would go to the camp hall of camp, put it in me, and sing our theme song. And it goes a little something like this. I get choked up. Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. (laughs) On your shores, put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day. 
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady Pearson. Brady Pearson, everybody. Thank you, Brady. Put it in me every day. Every gay. The next comedian coming to the stage is a tall drink of water. Please give it up for Ian Langland. Oh, thank you. Where did you people come from? What is this? How are we? All right. <laughs> so much, uh, so much enthusiasm. I love it. I love it. I was, uh, I was watching this documentary the other day about like this like rock star documentary, and every single one of these documentaries, they're all the same. They always have like this one scene where they're interviewing one of the guys in the band, and they always reflect on like the one crazy dude who was also in the band. They're always like. Yeah, Jim, he was our drummer, and he was crazy. <laughs> he used to break the sink off the wall and chuck it out the window. Then he'd disappear for a week, and he'd come back high on cocaine. <laughs> and they always, like, glorify it, but it's like, bro, Jim was mentally ill, dude. <laughs> Jim needed a psychiatrist. And it's always Jim that kills himself, and they're like, how did this happen? It's like, I think that's the best case scenario, honestly. He could have gone AWOL and killed his family. I don't know. Speaking of rock stars, I was also watching, I was watching a lot of rock star shit. I was watching this, um, I was watching the Johnny Cash movie, you know, about, with Joaquin Phoenix. Very cool. It's, there's, they show that scene of him performing in Folsom County Prison. Famous scene. Very cool to watch. Uh, yeah, thank you. I paid her to say that. Say yes after every word I say. <laughs> but uh, it was, it's cool to see. It's something you don't think about. You don't think about prisoners. They want to have fun, too. They like to have fun. So I was like, why don't they do anything like that today? But they did. They had a, they had a concert for prisoners like a few years ago. And you guys know who performed? It was, you guessed it, Justin Bieber. It was. That's real. That's a real, there's a harrowing, harrowing video of Justin Bieber singing Yummy on acoustic guitar. <laughs> and it's like during COVID and they all have their masks on and they're, it's, 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 our society's going to hell. But I was just wondering, I want to know, like, w like, how did they land on Justin Bieber? Like, how did they pick him? There's so many options. I like to think they put it to a vote and all, like, all the criminals were like, they were like, you know, really masculine bands are like Motley Crue, The Who, Slipknot. And then in the back is just the biggest, scariest inmate. And he's like, and I was like, baby, baby, baby. Huh? And then the room just silences and they all look to the back and he's like, I want nine time kids choice award. <laughs> Canadian born pop singer. Justin Bieber, and they're like, okay, and they just let it happen. Yeah, that, I wish that ended better, but it's okay. <laughs> I've been thinking about the, I thought about this today. This isn't, it's not much of a joke, uh, even though this is comedy. The word sex, the term sex worker, that's like a new thing, right? So sex worker is a new thing. I like that term. It's a fun term, because it could also be interpreted in two ways. Either you do sex for work, or you work for sex. But aren't we all working for sex every day a little bit, right? So at the end of the day, we're all sex workers, right? That, dude, I was walking around in my head. I was like, that's going to kill. I thought it was. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, though? It's like we're all in pursuit of sex, therefore working for it. Therefore, we're all sex workers. I think we're bonding. We're bonding here. We are. Uh, I don't know if I have any more 
time. Uh, I think I'm just going to end it there. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Hasta mañana. Um, good night, Miami. Ian Langlands, everybody. Woo! Your next comedian, I think he's new to the stage. I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly. Hunaid Shakur? Yeah? Hunaid Shakur, everybody. Hello. My name is Hunaid. Uh, my white name is Nate. I moved to SF during quarantine, during the pandemic, because I heard a lot of people were leaving, and I like my landlords, like I like my women, desperate. I showed up and I was like, I'm only paying half the deposit, and I want the floors waxed, and I want access to the backyard. I don't even like the backyard, I just wanted access to it. And it's only fun when I can bring my friends along. I got to spend a lot more time with my girlfriend during quarantine. That was my idea, not hers. And we both decided to do a lot of stuff together, like we both decided to grow a beard. And we decided that things weren't working that great, so we should try some new stuff in the bed. So I realized that she really likes it rough. She likes to ignore my safe words. She likes to take up all my space. And then she really likes it when I cry. And then I was like, are you role playing as Andrew Jackson? Do you just hate Indians? Is that what's happening? She's just like, why aren't you letting me do cowgirl? I was like, because cowgirls hunted Indians. Was, and I've seen you drive stick. Um, I'm 50% of the brown population at my work. Um, so if I see some of you guys are struggling with math. That means there's two of us. Um, and the second one is my boss. So I'm kind of curious how that conversation went there. Like, we only have one brown person, and I heard they get lonely by themselves, so we should get another one to keep her company. <laughs> and we can put them right next to each other, separate from everyone else. And just so they feel safe, we should give them their own bathroom and their own water fountain. Just, you know, just so they feel safe, separate, but equal. Um, I am the proud owner of a new bidet. I don't know why I said new. It, that's, it's weird if you're buying a used one. Um, but I'm a huge fan of it. Use it all the time. Sometimes I just go in there to sit down and use it when I'm thinking. But I told my girlfriend, you should go try it out. And she was like, mm -mm, don't like that. Don't like that feeling. And then I realized I'm not getting the birthday gift I wanted. All right. Um, I got to spend a lot more time with my gay housemate during quarantine as well. Um, and I'm not saying that to brag about being more woke than you. Um, I'm just very awake because he's very loud. Um, and we went on a target run together, and he pulls in to the vet space. Um, not like vet, like a pet doctor, vet like PTSD might shoot a pet. Um, but I know he wasn't in the army, and not because he can't, but because he would never wear camouflage because he likes to be seen. But I was like, so I confronted him. I was like, you never served in the army. And he's like, Junaid, I served in the gay army. 
and I was like, okay, um, well, I don't have anything to say to that except, you know, I'm happy America has one army that knows how to avoid a messy pullout. Oh. All right, thank you. Renee Shakur, everybody. All right, your next comedian coming to the stage. Please give it up a warm welcome for Denise Lee. So uh, I look, I look pretty young for my age. Like if I say I'm 38, people are always like, "What? That's crazy." And I'm like, I know, right? Because it's not true. <laughs> 28. But uh, but I, I I'm really starting to like kind of look my age though, and like you can tell like only because there's like not a single shred of hope in my eyes anymore. Last whips of optimism just flew away in 2020. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I use an eye cream at night and that's been preventing wrinkles, but it just does not like revitalize like a positive attitude, you know? <laughs> uh, I joined a gym. I joined a gym to be more positive because fitness instructors like love like motivational speeches. And I was in a kickboxing class and at one point I stopped to catch my breath and the teacher was like, pump those arms. She was like, you can slow down, you cannot quit. She was like, you fight to the end, and you win. And like, I know you're not a quitter, right? Honestly, yeah, I am. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's, usually, that's usually where we draw the line when I can't breathe anymore. Uh, uh, I'm way more afraid. I'm pretty afraid of monkeypox. Like, I'm way more afraid of monkeypox than I am of COVID. Because like, COVID, worst case scenario, you die, right? Like, monkeypox... You survive and you're ugly now, you know? It's just <laughs> not great. I didn't know if that'd be too offensive. We're keeping that one. <laughs> uh, I've never really been into drugs, but like last weekend, for the first time, I took some Tums. Changed my life, okay? Changed my life. I don't know how I survived so long without it. Like growing up, we just didn't have a medicine cabinet. Like we just had to power through the pain. <laughs> You know, like I always thought heartburn wasn't like a physical condition. It was just like a test of mental fortitude. <laughs> See if you can persevere. I always thought Tums was like kind of weird anyway. Like so many colors. Like it's like they're always celebrating Easter. I didn't know what was happening. But basically like what happened was I got heartburn uh, after dinner, right? And like my friend had some Tums and she was like, just take it, just take it. Like everyone's doing it these days. And I felt pressured and I was like, okay, fine. And then immediately after I took it, I was like, I think I understand drug addicts now. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know you can just put something in your body and like pain just goes away immediately. Like I truly did not know that. Honestly, I'm not surprised not everyone's a drug addict, you know? Okay, uh, I went on a date with this guy and he asked me about like places I used to work and I was like, oh, I used to work in finance. And he was like, you don't look like you used to work in finance. And I was like, you don't look like you learned the alphabet. So we're both learning new things about each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so I've, I've been trying to pick up new forms of exercise lately. I'm kind of tired of running, so I've taken up uh, galloping as <laughs> a new activity. Uh, I found that it's a lot more effective than pepper spray, you know? Like, when I'm walking through the tenderloin now, not a single person bothers me when I'm just galloping down Turk. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> next, next comedian coming to the stage. Please get up for Kelly Evans. Thank you, Lauren Kraut. Uh, give it up for Lauren for hosting, huh? Fucking, she is amazing. Uh, I am from Texas. Anybody else unvaccinated? Cool. All right. We. <laughs> I don't believe in COVID. It believes in me, though. I've had it three times. I've had it three, it's too many times. Um, I have to go back periodically. Do you go back? Good for you. That's smart. You shouldn't. I have family. They make me go. Um, the thing is, when I go back, I always end up talking to somebody dumb. And I find when you're in those situations, it's important to respond calmly and reasonably. Like I was in Home Depot checking out plants in the garden center and accidentally let it slip to this random stranger that I got vaccinated. And yeah. And he was like, shouldn't have done that, man. Makes you gay. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. It's like. Yeah, so I very calmly and reasonably fucked him. I fucked him yeah. right there. He was, <laughs> yeah, wild. Right on the succulents, too. Or as I'm calling them, fuculents now. I'm calling them fuck. <laughs> Catching on, I think. Um, I, uh, fuck yeah. I work in uh, hospitality. I work, I do wine tours for people. And uh, so they get drunk, and usually they have money, so they are assholes sometimes and the other day this lady said the wildest shit she was like third winery in and then she starts a sentence she's like you know one of the great things hitler did i was like what the fuck holy shit that's how you start a sentence and and then she said uh he mandated 20 percent gratuity for all the servers in berlin i was like shit that is pretty good actually that is not the point of view you want is like well it wasn't all bad you know like that's not and then she tipped me 12%. <laughs> the fuck? You don't have the common human decency to tip me 20% like the Fuhrer would have, you know? All right. Um, I, I, got a, I got a new dad for Christmas. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, my mom called it a paternity to test, but, you know, same thing. Um, so I did find out I have a new dad. Uh, and, you know, you get filled with a lot of different emotions when you find out something new like that. Mainly joy, because old dad sucks. You know, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, new dad dead. That's an improvement, honestly. So this is pretty dark. All right, I don't know where to take this. Uh, just go on to shit that actually works. Uh, make some noise if you're in therapy. Is anybody? Woo! Yeah, there you go. You're, it's working. That's good to see. You know, they're positive. No, shaking your head. No. You're faking it, though, and that's important. You should, you know? Don't put your problems on other people. That's what I know. Um, or don't tell people your dad is dead. That's a good thing. Yeah, don't do that. Anyway, so I'm in Zoom therapy. Less enthusiastic about that. Maybe that's why you're not happy. Are you in Zoom therapy? In Zoom therapy? 
All right. See, that's the problem. It's not, Zoom therapy is not as good, you know, because our therapists are is a little too casual, mainly. Like, uh, it's just also combining the instability of my mental health with the instability of my Wi-Fi connection. It's not really a great combo. Have you ever been, like, unloading emotionally and then just find out that the screen has been frozen for three minutes? <laughs> You're like, I just thought you were a really good listener, but that's not... Yeah, but my main complaint is that my uh, therapist has bad background choices because her house is messy, so she often uses a background, which is a bad sign, right? Um, but her background choice is interesting because I suffer from depression and periodic suicidal thoughts, and her background is the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> so it's like, what is she just like? If this doesn't work out, uh... anyway, that's my time. Thanks a lot. I'm Kelly. Welcome back, Lauren. <laughs> Everybody. My therapist told me that I'm anorexic. Like I don't already have enough on my plate. Ooh. Woo! Your next comedian, I'm not sure if he's here. Dash? Not here. Okay, then Jay? Not here. Jason? Narek. Narek? De- Help me. Help me with your the Barrett. That's all right. It's a fake last name, anyways. Um, so I was thinking the other day how uh, pandas are cute, but not in a sexual way. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it doesn't come as a surprise to me that they're having trouble reproducing in captivity. Like if the fate of the human race depended on me fucking a panda, I think I'd friend zone that panda. <laughs> I'd look at it and I'd say, look, I, I really like you. You're cute, but I just don't see you that way. <laughs> I was at a restaurant last week and I ordered the catfish. They brought out a 52-year-old man. Should have started with that joke. Um, I uh, recently found out my girlfriend was dating me because she had a Robin Williams fetish. I should have seen the clues. She always wanted me to wear a clown nose when we were playing doctor. And uh, a few times she had me dress up like a 62-year-old British nanny and vacuum her living room. Anyways, uh, I knew it was time to break it off, so I held her like she was a young, troubled Matt Damon. (laughs) And I told her, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. (laughs) And then, as I started walking out of the room, she got got up on her desk and started saying, oh, captain, my captain. So uh, today is the first uh, football game of the preseason. You guys excited about that? One, per- one person is, maybe two. The rest of you must be Cleveland Browns fans because they got nothing to look forward to. And that team hasn't been good since like 1954, was it? But we all remember that game, right? 
is the Cleveland Browns versus the Board of Education. <laughs> Big crosstown rivals from Topeka. Um, anyways, that that joke sucks. <laughs> we're we're just gonna we're just gonna move on. Um, I, I I will say. Back in my day, there was a there was a team called the Washington Redskins, and uh, they didn't always have the most offensive points, but they always had the most offensive mascot. <laughs> mascot account for something, right? All right, we're gonna do one more. Um, so they say knowing is half the battle. Uh, so as of my doctor's visit at 1 p.m. today, I am halfway through my battle against gonorrhea. I think the second half is going to be more painful. Uh, I'm single. <laughs> Just Next comedian coming to the stage, I think he's still here, Hunter Uniak. Hunter. <laughs> Hunter Uniak, everybody. You guys were way too quick to not applaud me. I love how like the hottest woman in this room starts applauding. It's like that's how you know she has low standards. It's like I'm gonna make myself look bad. She's like, you know what? He has a chance. <laughs> All right, you're welcome. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> God, look at me. I'm getting fat. I'm getting so fat. I'm wearing a fucking Nike sweater and a fucking one sash backpack. I look like a homeless techie. I, I, the reason I was late is I went to go use the bathroom across the bar because I'm not fucking taking a piss, you know, while like comics doing comedy because that's called heckling. You know, you can hear that. Who said, yeah, bitch? No, you said bitch. Yeah, the guy with a one-sash backpack called you bitch. Like, this titty is hanging out right now, and your Asian ass is going, I wish I had an A cup. I had shit to say, and now I'm just crying about my life and shitting on an Asian person. Don't worry, I'm half Asian, I'm Filipino. Um, yeah, nobody believes that, but I am. All right, that's not funny. Let's go with somebody else. Um, hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? <laughs> do you like how I stood like this when I said that? that that's a Hulk Hogan pose. No, all right. A um, little bit about me. You can tell why I look this way because I work for my family. All right, it's, it's weird working for your family. You know, we work construction, okay? And, um, like, this looks like work for your family. Imagine spending the holidays with your coworkers. That's supposed to be funny. Fuck you. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, people get bitchy about Christmas bonuses, all right? Think about fucking Christmas gifts, okay? My cousin, not going to name her name, she got a fucking Porsche. Her sibling, her brother, got written out the will. How do you think they paid for the Porsche? 
<laughs> Crazy though. It is. It is. I forgot the shit because my notebook's in my backpack and I got fat, so my memory's going bad. But um <laughs> You stared so intently at me when you said that. See, we're going off the rails. It's okay. How do you guys like my breakdown? Woo? See, when two people woo, it's a pity woo. All right? Like, the only thing that makes me not somebody from yelling at you across the street is I have a one-sash backpack and my dad's underwear. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Who said that? Oh, the person said, oh, is my dad. I'm joking. <laughs> Don't honk at that. Don't lighten me at stealing my dad's underwear. The fuck, Lauren? I'm not even wearing underwear. I'm joking. You know what? I started off with a hot chick giving me a chance, and now I got this dude, a comic, giving me a chance? You're fucked. <laughs> All right. I had so much to say. I'll leave you guys with this. Um, I'm not done yet. <laughs> um, my girlfriend broke up with me recently. I don't know why. I treated her like a goddess. I'm an atheist. Before I met this woman, I slept with single moms. You know what's the best part about sleeping with single moms? Snacks. <laughs> They're amazing. One time this woman gave me a fruit by the foot. I had to split it with her. Only way she was going to get six inches that night. You guys can guys laugh. You know these are jokes, right? <laughs> all right, guys. Um, I'm not going to tell you my name because you all pity me. That's my time. Give it up for Lauren Kraut. Everybody who doesn't have underwear. Please give it up for your next comic, Jay Stewart. How's it going, everybody? Hey, hey. Raise your hands. Who thinks Hunter is wearing underwear right now? I am not convinced. You think he is? All right, you're, you're, it's your underwear. <laughs> now I believe it, actually. I believe all of that. Um, I, I don't know. I, um, I, I don't really know how to dance. I don't really dance very well. But when I do, I, like, I, I always pull out finger guns. <laughs> this is a really lame go-to dance move. Uh, to me, I mean, I'm bisexual, but that's the gayest thing about me. <laughs> like, if we're pulling out finger guns while you dance, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, what else do I got? Um, I, like, <laughs> this, this is how I do it, guys. I, I don't have any memory. I really don't. Um, I want to talk. Uh, oh, <laughs> well, well I, I'm doing tonight, and the sun is still up, so this is clean comedy today, guys. So I'm going to do all of my clean material. I can't talk about trans people. I can't talk about abortions. I can't talk about orgies. I can't talk about... What else can I talk about? Lauren, what else can I talk about? I can't talk about... I can't talk about a lot of things. What else? Non-binary? I can't do that joke either. 
is all clean, guys. I want this to be squeaky, squeaky clean. I got, my parents were in town recently and they're like, we should see your show. And I was like, you will hate me <laughs> if you see my material. No. Yeah, my dad, he, he was visiting Dallas and he, he's like, <laughs> he's like, the heat, it's just, it's like oppressively hot over there. I was like, Dad, that's not the only thing oppressive about Texas. Come on. <laughs> um, but no, I'm not doing anything about abortions. Nothing about abortions. Nothing at all. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> can we all just agree, like, asparagus is, like, the funniest vegetable. <laughs> it's all clean material, guys. I'm, I'm limiting myself. I'm doing bits about asparagus. Just get on board about it. That's how this is going. Um, you know, I forgot to put my phone down. This isn't, the recording is not gonna come out well. It's when it's on my hand like that. Okay, now we're doing it. All right, now you can start the clock. Okay, we're good. All right. Um, what, what was I talking about? Asparagus, definitely the funniest one, right? It like makes your pee smell weird, but only if you have the gene to, to smell it. Yeah, when you eat asparagus, does it smell weird when you pee? Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, some people just like don't smell it. They're like, it's like red-green deficiency, but like for your nose or something. I don't know. I was trying to think of like, if this is true, what else is true, right? Like if asparagus, if, there, if there's vegetables out there that if you have the gene for it can make you, uh, I don't know, smell weird pee, like what? What else are vegetables capable of? I don't know. Um, how's it going, by the way? Good. What's your name? Emma. You single? Yeah? No way. You're way too good looking to be single. OK, that's my time. Give it up for your host. Jay Stewart, everybody. I'm also a perfectionist. Once I spent 20 minutes trying to find the perfect place to hang a post-it that said, do not waste time. <laughs> Your next comedian coming to the stage, please give it up for Peter. Thanks, y'all. I've only been on stage a handful of times. Uh, the first time I brought a friend, and uh, he was the only one laughing, but he wasn't laughing with me, he was laughing at me. <laughs> I like skateboarding and roller skating, uh, the former because it's cool, the latter because you get a lot of uh, clout in this town for being gay. <laughs> People like posting things that say things like, uh, drive slow like your children live here in front of their house, but it's really hard to read them when you're speeding past our house and you're high. <laughs> I heard a guy at Starbucks ask for a sandwich with no bread because he was diabetic, but when I asked him to tell me the bathroom code backwards because I'm dyslexic, they think I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm <in> <laughs> I'm back in college at 36 years old. I wish I'd been more motivated right out of high school, um, but I was much better at cocaine than college. If they had a cocaine class in college, I would have killed it, and that's alliteration. I was good at English also. <laughs> uh, I started losing my hair when I was 25. I went to the barber and asked them if they made a mistake, and she explained to me that the mistake was in my genetics. <laughs> and then she charged me $4,700. I didn't know they cut hair at Genentech. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm gonna get a hair transplant. It's the Brazilian butt lift of men's surgeries. 
Uh, <laughs> but it, I wish I had a catchier name, like a, Scandian, a Scandinavian scalp lift or a Honduran hair lift. Uh, the overpriced self-conscious loser surgery. That's more realistic than catchy. <laughs> People say California is sober to say that they only smoke weed, but it makes you wonder, what's Florida sober? Just pills and tanning beds? Arizona sober is meth and scratching yourself. Vegas sober is cigarettes and dying at a slot machine. <laughs> I was once watching an intervention show and they said uh, someone was hooked on pills. And I thought that's an odd statement. Like, you can't be more specific. That's kind of a loaded term. What kind of pills? You can't just be like standard pills, like Percocet. Oxy, Flintstones, vitamins. <laughs> That's like someone saying, I ate food. What kind? The regular kind. <laughs> sometimes you just got to disappear, but it's physically impossible. So sometimes you just got to go somewhere else. Like, I feel like I would just waste it if I was uh, invisible. I would just do quirky things. Like you would see a dog walking itself or a driverless car that keeps honking at you, but there's no passengers. People at a bar trying to watch a baseball game and the TV keeps switching to Rick and Morty. <laughs> So people might think of devious things to do when they're visible, but I just like to think about like delightful mishaps. <laughs> uh, I like to smoke weed after donating blood to really get my money's worth. <laughs> I want to take that philosophy to like strange, new, comical places. I'll let you decide. I want to watch a movie in VR after the doctor dilates my pupils, <laughs> have sex with an erection that's lasted more than four to six hours, <laughs> uh, spray some Flonase up my nose and then snort Coke, inject insulin and eat an entire cake. <laughs> I like rap music because they re I relate to people that uh, say things that they never do. <laughs> a common thing that rappers say is that they'll put you on a t-shirt suggesting that they'll kill you and that your family's gonna put your face on a t-shirt. If a rapper killed me and I was beefing with them, my family would just be confused. They wouldn't <laughs> put my face on a t-shirt. <laughs> if you pay someone minimum wage, you're also telling them you wish you could pay them less. <laughs> please still, <laughs> please still, Please do show up on time, but when you collect your check, remember, we don't give a shit about you because we paid you less than, the least amount that we can legally pay you. See you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Madonna threatened to blow up the White House because of the Roe v. Wade overturn, but that's pretty dumb because the Supreme Court is not at the White House. They're at the Supreme Court. That's like me threatening to blow up a Wendy's because the McRib is out of season. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. <laughs> that was Peter, everybody. The next comedian is probably the youngest person here. Give it up for Liam Renault. Um, hey, I'm Liam. So there's this Pixar movie that came out a little bit ago. Um, and right before me and my mom stepping in the theater, she said, are you sure you want to see this? The movie's turning red. And then I was like, yeah, why not? And then she proceeded to tell me she thought the movie was about girls having her periods. And you know what? She wasn't wrong. <laughs> so the next day, I went into class, and in health class, they actually had us watch this movie. And then the next day, um... And the next day, uh, a girl was running to the bathroom, and my friend asked if she was going into red panda mode. <laughs> this, this is uh, confusing for me, because it makes me wonder what Pixar's next movie is going to be. Turning sticky? <laughs> oh. 
And apparently Disney can't stop because recently there's a TV show where they had another period-themed episode. It doesn't even make sense. Like, red isn't even Disney's color, I don't think. And, like, when I'm playing Mario, like, Nintendo's color is red. When I'm playing Mario, Pr Princess Peach has never told me to go to Walgreens as a level. <laughs> or, hey, maybe she flushes them. Maybe that's the reason Mario's a plumber. <laughs> oh, Luigi. <laughs> oh, Luigi, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> So apparently this place is on an Alabama street, and that's confusing for me, because why would you name a street after an inferior place? Like, are they trying to keep the homeless people off this street? Or <laughs> it's like, what's next, Kansas Street? Wonder what boba shops are in that street. <laughs> Talking about Alabama, um, so last year in science class, they taught us about these strawberries. And apparently, like, the strawberries that breed with themselves make tastier strawberries that ones that, like, use their own seeds. I was wondering, like, what was the, what was, how did they change that in Alabama? Like, they could learn a lot <laughs> from that. And it's like, does this mean strawberries have their own political views? Like, every time you go to the farmer's market, there's a divide between the left and the right. It's like, you need to get it correct. Those fruit salads aren't going to make themselves. Uh, but that's me, Liam, signing off. <laughs>
Biden is ridiculous. People are still angry at Biden over the situation in Afghanistan. Not happy about that. I don't know. Frankly, you know, I can only hope that my pullout game is that strong when I'm 78. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a hard ordeal. I remember when Biden was running for president, he got in front of the Asian and Latino coalition and told them that poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. You remember that? Yes. And the thing that gets me is like, I don't think he did any studies or did anything before just coming out with that statement. You know, like, it sounds, it sounds like a lie too, because it makes it sound like all the money I'm putting into my child's education is worthless if he's gonna end up no more talented than a poor kid, right? <laughs> so I had to vote for the other guy, you know. Say what you want about him, you'll never hear him saying that poor kids are as bright and talented as white kids. <laughs> you, know, you know where Trump stands on that. All right, you guys have been absolutely amazing. My name's Dash Renault. Let's give it up for your host, Ms. Lauren Kraut. Dash Renault, everybody. Next comedian, very funny guy, please give it up for Jason King. Yeah, give it up for yourselves, everybody. Why are you here? Why are there so many people here? What's happening? Someone explain this. What, what are you here for a carnival or something? What, were you here for the kid? Is that, is that? I don't believe you. If you are, I, if you are, I'm in trouble. I did something wrong. <laughs> and I want to know what it is exactly. Um, the fact that you're in like a, a tiger shirt made it more suspicious. So like, well, we're here for you. I was like, no, not him. At least it's someone, <laughs> someone else. Um, let's see. All right, cool. Uh, well, this is great. I appreciate you being here. This is good. Usually I tell these jokes to three people. So this is way better. Um, Here's an idea I've been thinking about lately. Do you guys think that fish, they get reeled in and then thrown back into the ocean, also have trouble convincing their counterparts that they got abducted? <laughs> right, they're just in the water, they're like, there are other creatures out there, I'm telling you. <laughs> they took me out of the water and they weighed me. <laughs> Then all the other, <laughs> all the other fish are like, "You're just schizophrenic." <laughs> Throw them in the psychiatric reef. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's no safe place in your house to put lotion. Right? There's no there's no place that you could put it that doesn't look suspicious. Right, like you put it by your bed, rookie mistake, everyone knows. Right, like no one, no one has trouble going to sleep because of their chapped knees. Right, but then, but then, you, then you put it, like you put lotion by your kitchen sink and then all of a sudden nobody wants to use your spoons. Yeah. They see the lotion too late and they're like, mm. yeah. Like none of that, all right, cool. I, uh, Let's see, I, I still don't know what to say when I approach a woman, uh, which is sad, because I've been hitting on women since I was five. Right? Could you imagine doing something else regularly for 20 years and still fucking sucking? <laughs> right? Like, 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 uh, like, could you imagine, like, you're, you're going, like, a waiter's about to ask you for your food, like, something you've done 
regularly and then after 20 years the best thing you've got is I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> then you get ho- you go home and you watch other vi- like videos of other people ordering food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very sad. Um <laughs> Gonna go home and jack off in the sink. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The comedic timing of whenever that shows up is always tremendous. Um, Let's see what I want to talk about. Here's a here's a new idea. Uh, I feel like a lot of people don't like one percenters uh, because they like they like take everything. But everybody is a one percenter at something, right? Like, could you imagine how bad? the 50th percentile barber feels, right? He has no clients. It's all taken by the one percenter barber who is not a one percenter. Kind of interesting. I think it's pretty cool. Anyway, I'm going to end it with this. I, uh, I'm going to, well, I'll do one more. I'll do one more. How much, I got like 30 seconds. I, uh, I was recently at a gym and I was using one of these rubber bands and I accidentally slapped the shit out of this white lady behind me. <laughs> And I was, I was freaking out because she's white. She's going to call a manager or something. I'm going to be in trouble. And so I turn around, and this lady's furious, and all of a sudden she does this, which means, what the fuck in sign language. And I was like, usually I don't wish disabilities on anybody. But it is really convenient for me that you can't yell right now. <laughs> no, ideally you couldn't feel, but we don't always get the disabilities we want. All right, it's my time. Peace out. Jason King. Now we have some folks that are new to the room, and I'm not even sure who they are, but I'm going to give an announcement for Kathy. Bring it up for Kathy coming to the stage. Hello? Hi. (laughs) Fuck, I'm really nervous. Uh, so it's, uh, it's been a long week. Uh, this week I was uh, super tired. I needed to shave my pussy. And it's a fucking drag the whole time because you gotta like really fucking contort yourself. You know, you gotta really like get into the nooks and crannies. It's like flipping the world's tiniest magazine. You're just like, and it's damp and you're like trying to... <laughs> um, and you know, the thing about uh, you know, shaving pubic hair, there's like different styles. You got your landing strip, you got your you know, triangle. Um, uh, anyways, <laughs> bad transition. Uh, I just, uh <laughs> so you know, like one day I'm shaving my pussy and you know how sometimes you read a magazine and just like halfway through you're just bored? You're just like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stop reading. So that kind of, that kind of happened when I was shaving, and later I looked down, and I was like, damn, it looks like a villain from a Batman movie. Because, <laughs> you know, one side's like smooth, immaculate, right? And the other side's just fucked up. <laughs> like, look like, look like Two-Face. <laughs> um, anyways, I, uh, me and my boyfriend, we dog sit a lot, so I remember one time, we were uh, house sitting and dog sitting like this chihuahua with this like crazy underbite, just going, you know. Anyways, um, 
the thing about this dog is that like it was super nervous so like whatever you were doing it had to be in like the same room as you <laughs> and uh you know we've been like house sitting dog sitting for like almost a month so we were like gonna have sex right and um so uh we're having sex i'm like lying down my boyfriend's on top and he like keeps looking to the side and i'm like is the dog watching and he's like no no not at all and meanwhile the the chihuahua is just like <laughs> Just like, I don't know, seething. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and then at one point, the dog jumps onto the bed, looks at my boyfriend, uh, like, eating my pussy, and then just vomits <laughs> onto the bed. Vomits onto the bed, and, you know, like, naturally, we don't continue having sex afterwards. But I was, like, in it. I was, like, wondering. So I was, like, Googling a bunch of shit. Uh, I was wondering... So I Googled. <laughs> uh, I was Googling, like, do dogs feel disgust? Question <laughs> mark. Dogs disgust vomit? Question mark. Dogs disgust vomit psychological? Question uh, mark. And also, uh, dog cunnilingus reaction. And, um,. And honestly, uh, that that didn't get me the results that I wanted. Uh, but then I, I I realized what I needed to Google, and I, I typed in dog reaction to face. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that's it. That's my set. Thank you. Thank you. Dog reaction. That was great. <laughs> Next comedian, also new to the room, Selena. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Hey. Hey. Uh, so I'm a serious person. So I want to start with something serious. Um, I was really upset when Roe v. Wade was overturned uh, because getting an abortion was on my bucket list. I mean, so many things that are on my bucket list are illegal or about to become illegal. Um, I would love to get gay married uh, after I murder my husband. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> want to send uh, threatening letters to Mitch McConnell uh, and shoot an albino rhino, obviously. Um, this was just a setup. Uh, what is the difference between Mitch McConnell and an albino rhino? Um, one is an ugly white beast who couldn't become extinct fast enough, and the other is a Senate minority leader. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so I, I think it's really messed up that we live in a society that uh, glamorizes illegal things and then punishes you for doing them, um, like drugs. And um, I'm wondering if any of you have seen like the uh, TV show about high schoolers, Euphoria. Yeah. Yeah, there's like drugs all over the place. Um, but then when I try to do drugs with high schoolers, suddenly I'm the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's infuriating. Um, I'm kidding, of course. I'm actually in law school. <laughs> I respect the law. <laughs> um, I'm also a local politician. Um, so on the scale of people you least want to talk to, I'm right there between crypto bro and vegan. Law school is actually really interesting because it's a self-selected pool of horny psychopaths. Um, I'm actually glad that I'm married uh, because my younger classmates 
may have more energy and free time and uh, sparkle in their eyes and perpetual hope about the future. Uh, but I have the wisdom of experience and um, back pain. So um, I've, I've taken up pole dancing. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, I want to be healthier uh, and get back in touch with my inner slut. Um, I haven't seen her since college. <laughs> um, some Republicans say pole dancing gets you pregnant. But I say don't threaten me with a good time. Bucket list, here I come. Thank you for Selena. Thank you very much. All right. Next comedian coming to the stage is Mitchell. What's up, people? All right, all right. So I didn't know what order I wanted to do with all this stuff. Um, so what I'm going to do is start out with word association. If you can't see me, I'm sorry. That didn't help. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So what I want you guys to do, I'm going to say a word, and I want you to say the first word that comes to your mind. Don't try to be like sneaky and put something in there that you think is smart or anything like that. Um, so we're going to start out. All right. Donald. Trump. Hillary. Jeffrey. My money don't. Like a good neighbor. <laughs> Not weird at all, right? A room full of people who have never met all in the same brainwave. A coincidence? Or is it global mind control, social engineering, MKUltra, fluoride in your water, Waco, Texas, LSD, the cabal, FBI, mind control, wake up, it's mind control. <laughs> Now, uh, I'm from Massachusetts originally. Uh, it was weird, you know, I didn't know what, what order to go in. But anyway, so thanks for having me, San Francisco. Uh, the Golden State, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge. I was surprised I didn't need a golden uh, ticket to get in here, you know, like Willy Wonka, Char Charlie and the Chocolate Factory type thing. Um, I. <laughs> I think it would be I think it would be amazing uh, if Gene Wilder was like the spokesperson for San Francisco, you know. Um, I mean, he's got like that bravado and shit, dances around. You know what I'm talking about? Um, but no, you you get to San Francisco and uh, and he introduces you. He's like, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, San Francisco. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of public urination. Take a look and you'll see a fetish demonstration. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I mean, there's so many similarities between San Francisco and uh, and Wonkaville. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the town at all. Um, but there's this dichotomy, right? You have these big buildings veiled in mystique. You don't know what's inside because you're not allowed. 
And when you get behind those doors, there's a uh, free candy, soda. It's kind of great. It's unlimited. You can get whatever the fuck you want. And uh, right outside, there's a tent with a family inside. And uh, they have nothing, just like Charlie. <laughs> Let that sink in. It's a real problem, though, you know? Um, but, uh, so, so I, I might go over my time here, but uh, Charlie, Charlie Bucket, you know, he wins the, he wins the uh, factory. And it kind of reminds me of, like, Tim Cook, you know? Steve Jobs is on his way out, his dying breath. It's like, you can take the factory, Tim. You got your, you know, uh, let me, let me refer to my notes here, guys. I didn't practice too much, but, uh, okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. So tech companies have become, like, pretty inclusive with their hiring practices, and it's great. But there's one area where we really need to have more white people, all right? Yeah, you guys are like, what the fuck? This fucking asshole, you know what I'm talking about? But it's the Oompa Loompas, man. Because they use slave labor, but it's not white people. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, uh, Germany or Poland could, could probably do it. And then uh, I was backtracking on that, though, because labor camps didn't work out there the last time. Uh, oh, But yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions. So we'll leave it up to Charlie Bucket. Uh, Tim Cook's got the uh, got the you know. Thank you. Mitchell, everybody, give it up for Mitchell. Is Ernest here? Is Ernest here in the back? Guys, no. Well, that's our show then, everybody. Thanks for coming out. We really appreciate having you. Did everybody go up who wanted to go up? You want, yeah, everybody did? Then one more. No, anybody? All right, I'll do a joke. Okay. Yeah, I'm fucking Mike. Sorry about that. We, we moved the other one and um, this one, oh shit. There we go. Uh, I'll do my, uh, um, my favorite closer now. Let's pause for a brief moment. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> to reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the... Thank you. Talk about being programmed, right? <laughs> Follow it or not. You're late. I lost track of time. You work for it. Part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man, I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Eh, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass, minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's on second, what's on first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks very much for coming out. Jason, you want to go up?
All right, come on. What's up? I'm a white guy wearing shorts. I know a lot of you are thinking like, damn, his calves are underdeveloped. You're goddamn right. Just thought it's Friday night. I'll take these bad boys out and go, bam. The girl with the lipstick is like, oh, I want to fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm really handsome. Thank you. The, the glasses throw it off. If I take these off, I look better. When I wear these, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> Fine, I'll put it back on. Put them back on your mama. Oh! Where, 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 where? One on white crime in the mission. So uh, I'll tell you guys about myself. My name is Dan. Uh, whenever people meet me, they often think I'm one of two things. It's either Jewish or autistic. Yeah, maybe both. But you know what? It's actually neither. I'm just Irish. I'm Irish, but my last name is Britain. It's, it's ironic. It's almost like, like if I was South African with the last name Apartheid. It's... You know what, man? Fuck jokes. Honestly, like... People think that like I'm a hack comic because I don't come out and tell the same joke like a hundred billion times to get it perfect, but it's like I just like I just tried telling a joke and it fucking stunk. So like no more jokes ever. What are you laughing at, sir? The idea of not telling a joke. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh don't tell that joke. <laughs> Man, you should have written for the Flintstones. You're hilarious. <laughs> uh, I I have you been in there the whole time? Okay, she was taking the shit. She's proud. She's like, yeah. What do you want to talk about? Too long. <laughs> okay, so this is pretty much all I have. Does anybody have any questions thus far throughout the routine? This is an Apple Watch. Um, yeah, I wouldn't applaud for it if I were you. Huh? Uh... <laughs> If you have to ask, you, you can't afford it. Where the fuck did you get that outfit? <laughs> At a toy store? <laughs> I thought Toys R Us closed down. I hope whenever you got that haircut, you asked your barber to tip you like a reimbursement. Oh, sorry, that was too far, that was too far. You guys are an awesome crowd, by the way. Are you, are you gay, sir? Yeah, you holding the girl's head. Are you gay? Yeah? Maybe. What kind of... Are you, you're not sure? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely gay. <laughs> Sorry, I, if you haven't caught on, I, I'm pretty much an asshole. Like, thank you. Everybody, like, is... <laughs> we only got one minute left of this. We'll get through it together. Um... I could tell you a joke about, uh, no. <laughs> you ever been to Botswana? No, you don't look like it. I'll tell you a story. One time, I, the first job I ever had, I knew that it was time to quit. I was working in a uh, restaurant, and a middle manager come up, comes up to me. Middle of the shift, uh, it's a popular, healthy restaurant. And he goes, hey, Dan, do you know if we have any more falafel patties? 
And he looks at me, he goes, God, you got some sexy ass eyes. I wish your eyes were on a bitch, dog. <laughs> I was like, so, so, am I fired? Do I quit? Like, wh where does this working relationship go from here? And then the next day I knew it was time to quit because another guy comes up to me. Was, I'm like 18. He goes, hey, Dan, you ever been to jail, bro? It's like, no. He goes, good, Dan. Don't be like me. You wouldn't last in jail. <laughs> it's like, okay. Am I coming into work tomorrow? Like, what's the fucking story here, pal? Anyway, that was my first job I ever had. Anyway, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go take a nap. Let's hear it for naps, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Thank you, Lori. Dan Britton, everybody, and that's our show. Thank you for coming out. We have Mutiny Radio Fridays at 6 o'clock and Mondays, the Joke Workshop. Come out. Come and um, support Mutiny Radio when, if you can. Well, thanks for coming. We really appreciate it. Good night. Toss it to one side Still you're sweet at me When will I be sure It's warm way on But my lips just don't burn 
Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government, and it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I was just leaving the theater. <laughs> 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. Oh, up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway and having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I see? Making Jesus' voice is absolutely right. I am a petty, rebellious, and adolescent. 
And I will cut Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff, talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's S-K-I-N-O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank 
release on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how you can help. and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon with Bow and Arrow Presents Dark Side of the Circus, a psychedelic circus show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Playing for one weekend only, September 16th through 18th at Dance Mission Theater. Tickets available now at darksideofthecircus.brownpapertickets.com. Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420. Bow and Arrow will see you soon on the dark side of the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, no theme song, no preamble. Go straight to your YouTube search engine and put in Modesty Blaze 1966. Modesty, you don't know how to spell that, Blaze, B-L-A-I-S-E, 1966. You'll find the channel, I Fly 2, it's the only one you'll find. Modesty, B-L-A-I-S-E, 1966, I Fly 2. Press the link, press pause, slide it back to zero, zero, and we're going to do the countdown. No celebrity, no Brumbot, let's just do it right away. Ready, Michael? Ready, Michael? Three. 
two, one, go. Hi, Carl. And we're off to the races. Welcome uh, to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Way to go, Carl. Is this, modest, is this Modesty Blaze right here? Yeah, that was Modesty. Well, she is wearing pajamas, so I guess that's yeah. why they call her Modesty. Yeah, wait, watch how she wakes up in the morning. Beautiful. It's a movie. Look at her. She's in a dress. Her right. hair is done. You know, the problem about having like a sunken bed is that like when you smoke cigarettes, uh-huh. you knock the ashtray right into your bed or like, uh, <laughs> you know, you smell it. Like you have to move the ashtray away from your, your pillow. <laughs> You're speaking from experience. Well, I mean, take sunken bed and mattress on the ground. They're interchangeable, right? Mm-hmm. It's a futon, loser ton. It's a loser ton. <laughs> a loser ton. Okay. This is Modesty Blaze, and she was originally a comic strip in the newspaper. And uh, I think it was only three years earlier, 1963. It got popular. She's a spy, you know. Is she British, American, this, vaguely European? This actress is totally Italian. And this a is check one, check two, check to check to check to check it out. Uh, level sound good to me. Uh, I know uh, her cousin. Once we once we play a beat, we'll be able to figure that out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Terry Stamp. Okay, turn up the sound because you got to hear their theme song. Uh, check, check, check. No peaks, 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 peaks. Motherfuckers get wrecked. Wanna check the microphone? Check, 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 check it out now. Yes, the three and a half minute trailer. Yes. Now, this is the duet of David and Jonathan. They were a pop duo in Britain. They had two top 20 hits in 1966. Is this one of them? No. <laughs> but they got paid, and they worked with the Beatles' George Martin, and they did Paul McCartney's song, Miguel. They made some money. Fair enough. Dude, I like their harmony, although I think David does a better job than... Uh... Jonathan? Jonathan, guess what? Neither of them, that's not their names. <laughs> it's not their names. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Show business. That's crazy. Oh, that is crazy. The thing is, if you're going to get a stage name, why would you go with Jonathan? I mean, they must have tested. <laughs> now, somebody said that, like, in the Bible, there was a David and a Jonathan, and they were best of friends. So maybe that's where it comes from. Right. <laughs> Oh, here, here's our songs, Monastery. So is this the other mic? Yes, it is. Radio at Mutiny Radio. Where do you want us to FM. actually That's rap? You can catch us first, but you catch us on a podcast. We drop every week. Where do you want us to Sunday. actually rap? Yeah. Sunday. It's a RSS Testing. feed, or you, you go to the search engine, LWAFLMOYT, Facebook yeah. page. Lyrics that I write. I love it, Carl. Keep going. Keep going. Ed? Well, we got the YouTube channel where Carl, our curator, who thinks he's uh, not part of the show. SM58. Oh, they're saying, why should we get Modesty Blaze? We have our best man on it. And then he's testing, like, yeah, totally testing, exploded. one, two, three. <laughs> okay, we'll get Modesty. I recognize him from the Ministry of Ordinary Walks. <laughs> yeah, very boring walks. Oh, hello. Can I help you? Okay, see this mime? Yeah. Like figure into comedic One, bits. Two, 
three into the get into he's like Snoop mind killed. He's the not door. necessarily a mime. He just whispered into that spy's ear. <laughs> That's right. My kid's trying to be a mime now. Can you believe that shit? My kid is trying to be a mime. He's upstairs in his room practicing his miming, and I was like, I was like, keep it down up there. He's not doing a good job. Keep your miming to a minimum. Well, he's a beginner. Ah, the uh, illusionist. This is the illusionist. We'll figure it for a while. Oh, is he like a Batman A crony. He's gonna work for our villain. Oh, you know what? This is just a bridge too far. This is a bridge British too far. Oh wait, you were doing National Geographic. One, two. Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Okay, get ready. Brace yourself for a big explosion. Never have I ever made a mistake. Never made a mistake until today. I let my love run away. Run away. I repeat, we're about to go live in five minutes, folks. Never have I ever cracked a smile. The way I cracked the smile. When I seen your face. That's going to be top news. Oh, they have the hat. Yeah, they go. Yeah, this is terrible. We've got to get more to see, please. She'll never come on board. She's retired now. She's a thief, she is. He's always flirted with the criminal. Now that guy, we saw him in Mesmerized a couple weeks ago. Oh, the Australian film? Yeah, he was the um, butler guy. Remember the butler dude? Right. He's like, are you here to hypnotize your... Uh... No, no, no hypnotism. <laughs> Third movie. Modesty Blaze. His name is Sir Gerald in the film, Sir Gerald. And he's, he had a prominent career, it just was back in the day. Now, this movie always feels like a campy 60s throw, you know, like British throwback, like, but it was based on that comic strip. So I think it was British, the strip. Yeah, the strip check, was definitely check, British. Check, and check. the guy who wrote the strip uh, originally wrote the screenplay. And, um, only one line of his ends up in the final thing. They had creative differences. You see, Modesty Blaze comic book was a uh, comic strip. It was never right. a book. was serious. And this is like a spoof. Like the cinematographer would go on to do Casino Royale next year. Yeah. It's right. Like, it has that feeling. Right. James Bond was very popular. And for a little while, there were both other spy films like him or spoofs on him. Yeah, I saw one that sometimes it's hard to tell if it's going to be like a genuine spy movie or a spoof. Mm-hmm. Like you see them on Tubi or whatever, like OSS 119. You go, what is it? And, oh, it's got to be a parody. I and mean, it's not. It's just straight yeah. up. <laughs> oh, look, a no. picture within the picture. Yes, right. Now, the joke here we're getting is that, you know, Sir Gerald knows everything and the the guy who's like his minister is like a boob. Uh, what's his name? It kind of doesn't matter what his name is. He's like the head chairperson in charge of bullshit. You know, and he doesn't... This country was founded 15 years ago. 25. 25 years ago. It's like that kind of gag. And also, 
like Sir Gerald's always correcting him, but then modesty will start correcting him. Like she doesn't need to be brief. Oh, she... <laughs> there she, she's already here, right? That's her. That is her. You see how her hair is brown, a blue brunette now. Yeah. That will happen throughout the film. In the comic book, she's brunette. In this thing, she's like both brunette and blonde. It's so strange sometimes to see comics when they become movies that they change the tone of the of the comic. Like as you say, this was like a more of a rip roaring adventure, serious drama. Yeah. And then they light it on screen, like you know, Dick Tracy. It seems weird, or, or I right. guess it was obsessed with the style, not really. Uh, the spirit i don't know if you're so well it's not necessarily right, the, the, the 40s comic no absolutely it's not i guess uh dick tracy walked into the room like he was walking upon a yacht oh, that's that the madonna about, soundtrack it's what what um warren Beatty. Uh, right that song was about oh you're so vain Right, right. Really? Oh, that's yes. weird. Thought it was about me. Oh, you're so vain, Michael. Okay, so are they gonna leave? Like, does he get to play with gadgets before they leave? Like, no. Cue. I know. I yeah, that's right. That's where. That's our next step, but we don't take. Just it. a heads up, folks. We're about to go live in one minute. Okay, so what we're learning is they've got this deal with an oil sheet, and they get like twenty percent off 